Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bird Brains, where we talk about the agony and the ecstasy of Eagles football this week. It'll be all agony with my partner, the former Eagles beat writer for NJ.com and the Trenton Times, Mark Eckel. I'm ex-Philadelphia Eagles tight end, Ken Dunnick. Before we get started, I want to mention our sponsor, Jersey Man and Philly Man Magazine. Our October football issue is about to be released. We're really excited about it. Mark Eckel, my partner, has an exclusive interview with Bruce Arians, the Super Bowl winning coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks, and of course he was Temple's head coach back in the 80s. And Sam Carcitti does a review of Nick Sirianni. He interviews uh, Coach Dick Vermeil for his opinions about the new Eagles coach. We've got George Anastasia talking mob and a bunch of great stuff. So you can get the magazine for free on October 1st by logging into jerseymanmagazine.com. Okay, Mark, we, uh, we watched it Monday night. We uh, agonized over it. We texted each other. What in the world? When I, have you ever seen two lines get blown up like that in what is supposed to be a rivalry competitive football game? Both sides of the ball just were dominated by the, the Dallas offensive line and their front four. Yeah, and Dallas is the, and that's supposed to be the Eagles' strengths, right? I mean, well, the defense, the defensive line certainly. Yeah, well, their offensive line supposed to be. I mean, well, they were missing two starters though. Yeah, but they had a first round pick and a second. I round get pick. you. They don't like the first round. They don't like the first round, but they took them. I don't. I mean, I don't like the second round pick. I don't. I, that was a terrible pick too. But but they picked them. I mean, yeah. people people complaining that. Oh, they got to put her backup left. Wait a minute. The starter was supposed to be the backup. The kid that got hurt, the rugby player, he's supposed to be a backup. The start, the first round pick is supposed to be your star. You traded up. Not only took him in the first round, you traded up to get him. But I don't right. think, he, so, to be honest, Dillard didn't. I don't think he was terrible. No, he wasn't. And just to add context to this, into the game, the offensive line goes in without Brandon Brooks, who of course is you know injured again early this year. He missed most of last year. Jordan Mulata, who the Eagles love, they just gave him a big contract extension. He tweaked his knee on Thursday. So those two were replaced by Andre Dillard, again, a former first-rounder, the guy that was supposed to be the heir apparent to Jason Peters. It hasn't worked out that way. And and Landon Dickerson, now, to me, you and I text each other at the same point when we saw him get blown up. He is either playing out of position, which he is. He's a center by trade. They're playing him at guard. Or he's not ready. He, he was injured last year. He missed a, a, the end of the college season. He missed a lot of camp. He's either playing out of position or not ready. But it's two weeks in a row. He's gotten a chance in there and hasn't looked very good. No, he's not. Listen, I like, I'm an Alabama guy. I, like, I, I respect that program more than you can imagine. I think Nick Saban's the best coach in the country. And, you know, you, they, you know look at all the NFL players. But look at their offensive linemen. They never, they never, I shouldn't say never, there's always an exception, but 90% of their offensive linemen that get drafted high, first round, second round, they never pan out. They just don't. And I don't know if it's the system there, but, I mean, if I was still writing every day, I'd, I'd look it up and do a, do a story on the fact that, I think I did it years ago, and it hasn't changed. There was a kid named Barrett Robbins back in the day that was, he was great at Alabama, won all kind of the, the Outland Trophy and all, you know, every offensive lineman award uh, and you know he was like a, i think the bears drafted him and he ended up with the eagles for like a maybe a couple of weeks and then they they finally cut him and it's just i mean i can go on and on i just don't think dickerson's going to be that good and he's all he, he talked about injuries 
I mean, he's a walking injury. He's been hurt every year. So, yeah, he's not ready. He probably shouldn't even should – I mean, I remember when I was doing preview to the draft, the people I talked to said, you know, some liked them more than others. Some did. Some like me said I wouldn't take Alabama linemen. Um, but everybody said if you take him, you know you you got to wait. You know, he's not going to do much for you this year. And then they, they put him right out there. So I don't know. Uh, this, well, guy, this, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Let, let's start right from the top. Sirianni's a mess. Well, let's, let, I'm going to give you him, but let, let's dissect this piece by piece. So the offensive line gets totally blown up. The penalties were ridiculous. I think they had 13 penalties as yep. a team. And some were, uh, some were called, and they, Dallas didn't take all of them. They, 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 they declined a couple. And then to, uh, to, and then to add injury to insult, we lose Isaac Samalo for the year with a Liz Frank uh, surgery. He's out for the year now. So, again, this is now the third year in a row where the Eagles' uh, offensive line is in pieces just a couple games into the season. And, and if you look at the schedule we're facing, I mean, it's, it's really going to be difficult. But So now let's transition, and we're going to get into Sirianni and, and some of this nonsense. And, I, you know, he dropped down several levels for me in this game, and I'm not oh. going to be too too tough on a first-year head coach, but he may not be ready for prime-time player as no. well. But let's talk about the defensive line, the strength of the team. Totally blown up by the Dallas offensive line, which is good, by the way. They're good. But you would not ex- expect uh, many experts in the NFL said the Eagles had the deepest and best defensive line in the NFL. Well, it sure didn't look like it on Monday night because they got blown off the ball five to seven yards every time Dallas tried to rush it. Yeah, I mean, I know they missed Brandon Graham, but like you said, it was supposed to be a deep. So, you, you know, if you're deep, you can miss a guy. I mean, right, it shouldn't fall off that dramatically just because Brandon Graham isn't there. What they're finding out is well, Hargrave's actually a pretty good player. Yes, he's, he's Hargrave the one, well. He's the one bright spot out of that game, I think. I mean, he's the one guy that I thought stood out. If any, You know, if I was giving out a a game ball, you know, I thought, you don't get game balls after a loss. But, uh, and I thought, and actually thought, I actually thought, I thought Josh Sweat uh, put some yeah, pressure uh, on the quarterback. So. He's not a run guy. He, you can run at Josh Sweat, I think. He's, yeah. he's one of those, he is what he is. He's a, you know, he's a pass rusher. Fletcher Cox, he made the, you know, he got the play early in the game to touch Oh, come on, man. The ball fell right into his arms. Well, okay. well he still that. caught it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, he did that. But I, I don't know if, now, Sirianni says, you know, he's getting a lot of attention, but he probably is. I mean, I'm sure offense is still, um, you know, respect Fletcher Cox and, and sure. do, do pay more attention to him. But they've always done that. I mean, well, I, well, Mark, don't, don't think, I'm trying to be think, nice and say that Fletcher Cox isn't Fletcher yeah. Cox. Isn't. Don't you think Aaron Donald gets a lot of attention? Yeah. That when yeah. you're getting paid this type of money, aren't you? Reggie White got three guys. I mean, exactly. You know. I mean, if you're a superstar, if you're being paid $100 million or whatever it is he's being paid, he's got to beat double teams. I mean, that's, yeah. why you're, that's why you're getting the money. So we'll talk about him. Derek Barnett, another stupid family. Oh, yeah. I think I've had enough another, of him. Already. Another good first. Another good first round pick by Howie Roseman. Exactly. And then you're, you know, you got Ryan Kerrigan, who I thought was a good pickup uh, by the Skins. How much does he have left? I don't know. He Nothing. just certainly didn't show up. Uh, Hassan well, Ridgeway right got now, his name Right now, you and him are tied for tackle. You know, you have as many tackles as he has right right now. Hassan Ridgeway, I mean, had his name called a couple times. Milton Williams, I never saw him, heard of him. 
then you got, you know, Taron Jackson and uh, some other backups. But, I mean, this defensive line, now, again, I get it. Uh, losing Brandon Graham is a big blow. But when you have really at least six guys that you think are starter quality in the NFL for defensive line, and you show up with that kind of a performance, it's disappointing. Now we, trans, we, we transgress to the linebackers who are too small, and when they can't fill, uh, I guess part of the problem is when the defensive linemen are getting pushed back into the linebackers, they have a hard time making a play. Right. Okay, But that looked like what it was. Uh, and they had trouble covering the tight end, which has been an issue uh, the entire time that I've been looking at the Eagles uh, for, for decades now. And then I thought the Eagles' defensive backs didn't play particularly well. The you know, they missed on coverages. They blew coverages. They weren't close enough to the receiver. Overall, this was a shockingly bad defensive performance by the Eagles. Oh, when you give up 41 points and they're lucky, very lucky, it wasn't 48 or even more. Oh, was, the, the score, does that indicate how lopsided this game yeah, is? There's I mean, no way. Yeah, that, that, you know. And again, it all starts up front. I mean, you, Eagles linebackers, they are what they are. I mean, for some reason, the team doesn't think it's important to to spend, you know, draft capital or free agency money on quality linebackers. So they get what they get. They get fifth round picks and you know third day picks and guys that were cast away from from, from other teams that they pick up on waivers. So they get what they get there. Um, yeah. But when, you know, they could look better. If the defensive line plays great. Which that's where all their money is. That's where all their cap draft capital and money is is up front. It makes the linebackers a little better, and, and we saw that against you know a bad Falcons team or even the Forty Nine. Well, the Forty Nine, the defense didn't. I said this last week. If you just look, if you look at the the, the box score, right, the defense played pretty good against San Francisco, only allowed seventeen points, and but but no, they gave up two ninety-yard drives. They the Niners got the ball back with five minutes to go and just, and, and held it. That's not good defense. You know, that, well, to me, that wasn't good. I mean, overall, it wasn't it wasn't as bad as Dallas, obviously, but it wasn't. I wouldn't have given the defense a high grade against the 49ers because of what I just said. I mean, overall, yes, they only gave up 17 points, but the Niners kind of they held the ball on them at the end of the game. That was that was crucial. But anyway, well, you, it all starts up front. Is 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 my point. The secondary, you know, it make a great defensive line makes everything else a lot better. And when the and, and especially with this team. If the defensive line doesn't play well, you're going to get what you get because your the linebackers and secondary aren't good enough. You know what the defense did really well? They practiced that army crawl great, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that all the, they a ball that falls right into Fletcher Cox's uh, <laughs> arms, and then they're going to practice an army crawl on the field. I, I'm so tired of that. I can't even tell you. But now let's go on to the Eagles' offense and our new head coach, Nick Sirianni. So give me a couple minutes, because I've got a laundry list of things that I want to discuss. Number one, we try three running plays with with our backs. Two to Miles Sanders, one, by the way, which gained 24 yards, okay, and one to Kenneth Gainwell. Now, uh, Jalen Hurts did have nine rushes, but most of those were just escaping the, the yeah. Dallas pass rush. They weren't designed rushes. So Couple we, try, we try, yeah, we try maybe at the most five to six running plays in the entire game. Okay, number one. Number two, he uses no motion in the game. Now, 
Why do you use motion in pro football? Well, you use it, A, to confuse the defense, to make them shift their responsibilities and coverage so they may make a mistake, to find out if they're in man or zone, or just to move them around and get them uncomfortable, okay? Or to free out your guy. Get your guy. Now, do we have, now, do we have another guy like Howie who thinks he's the smartest guy in the world? Because I don't remember the last time I saw an NFL offense use no motion in a professional football game. You got you got to clue me in on this because I'm at a loss. I can't I can't defend it. I've never seen it before, and I don't I don't know what his thought process is with that. Did he address it yesterday at all? Why he why he didn't think anybody asked? I mean, it's amazing. Bad too, but um, I mean, they they did hammer him on the run game, but um, let's be honest, this guy's not a NFL head coach. He's just not. It's, I don't know if he can go there yet. Oh, he, he may not be. He's he not an not NFL be, head coach. Well, he, he may, might be he in five years. He's not today. Yeah. Yeah. Not, listen, how many teams were, were looking for a head coach last year? You know, your normal half dozen or so, right? Nobody well, else even interviewed this guy. Well, we, we discussed the reasons why the Eagles want to maintain control. That's why they yes. fired Doug, because he wanted to yep. hire his own coaches. They know that this guy will do anything that they say. They and this is what you're going to get. If you're an Eagle, under the Jeffrey Lurie regime, this is, this is what you're going to get with this, with this ownership group. You're going to get untested coaches. They're not going to do the Chip Kelly thing anymore. I can tell you that. Well, they don't have to do, but they could do Doug Peterson. I mean, Doug was untested, but at least he was, he played in the NFL. He was an, a, a coordinator on a successful team. Um, you know, he came, he'd been around. He had been, yeah. not that, you know, Doug was kind of an out, a little out of the box hire as well, but this guy, I mean, he's a high school, it's, and all this nonsense. I'm tired. You know, what's he going to wear this week? What kind of, what kind of stupid high school? Oh, I, you know, I might have a scoop, Ken. I, I was going to hold it, but I'm going to break it now on our podcast. Breaking news. Yep. I think they're going to steal the Kansas City mascot this week. <laughs> I really I think that, that's the plan. They're going to kidnap the Chiefs mascot. <laughs> this guy's a high This guy shouldn't be in it. Yeah. This guy's a high wearing a beat down. Can you imagine Bruce Arians, who you mentioned earlier? Can you imagine Bruce Arians coming out this week wearing a beat New England T-shirt or whatever? No. Come on. That's high school stuff. This guy's it's embarrassing. He's an embarrassment. Harry High School, that's what I call him now. Well, and, and also, you, you want to go farther with that than I do. But, but, you know, we get back to the training camp and the, and the non-contact. And, you know, Sam Carcitti gets an interesting uh, quote from Dick Vermeil in, in this upcoming issue that I mentioned. He said, uh, if you want the players to like you, buy them a beer. If, they, if you want them to win, make them sweat, right? This, this football team didn't really hit in the, no. in the preseason in camp, and it's showing up now. I, I certainly, by the way the game transpired, Dallas did much more physical contact in training camp than these guys did. Now, maybe it'll get better as the season goes on, but by then, Man, with the schedule, they, they might hit during the season. They don't hit, they're not going to hit. If you don't hit in, in, in August, you're not going to hit. During the season, right? I mean, well, you hit because you have to. I mean, the game well, kind of post mandates. Oh, that oh, oh once a week. Yeah, I'm talking about like Wednesday, yeah. Thursday. They're not hitting. No, but even on, even on Sunday, I mean, the, the game makes you it makes you play at a speed uh, in a survival mode, sure. really. And and actually, I thought physically they did okay against San Francisco. What what went on on that Monday night game? I have no idea. If you look at Jalen Hurts' numbers, he was 25 for 39. Those numbers are way blown up because yes. a lot of it was garbage stuff. Two TDs, two interceptions. Now, Dak Prescott, to me, 
looked like a savvy veteran, uh, well-established uh, quarterback. I mean, 21 for 26, 238 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And he, and he, and he had commanded a game. You know, he just he looked like a cool cat back there. And, no, Dak they, talk, they talk about Dak and Jalen having similar uh, skill sets. Well, that may be true. And as a matter of fact, Jalen may have more of a running skill set since Dak uh, broke his ankle last year, but uh, you you can't compare the, the two as quarterbacks right now. One is head and shoulders no. above the other. And again, I don't like Mike. My, my biggest complaint is all about Sirianni because I didn't think this team. None of us thought they were going to win more than they. I mean, we when we did our picks, we said six wins, seven wins. Yep. And I'm still about there because I didn't. You know, if I did a win loss, win loss, loss, whatever, I didn't think they would beat Dallas in Dallas on Monday night. I thought they would be a little more competitive. I mean, as you know, even Vegas said the the, the line was what three and a half. Yeah, I yeah. thought they gave Vegas gave the Eagles some respect with that. Yeah, three there. and a half. What was like yeah. a that's home field basically. So you're telling me you know if the game was in Philly, the Eagles might be would have been favored. So that's all I'm saying. I didn't expect them to beat the Niners. I didn't expect them to beat the Cowboys. Now they were respectable against the 49ers. They weren't respectable. They were embarrassing against the Cowboys. And now you got Kansas City. Coming in Sunday, coming in at one losses. and two. By the way, yeah, yeah, with two straight losses, you think they're a little up? You think they're a little? Think Andy's been a little uh, on the boys this week? Uh, well, <laughs> Andy will certainly get their attention. Now, the, the Chiefs' defense is a concern for them. They, they, but yeah. when you, when you look at what they're going to be playing this week, the Eagles' offensive line is going to consist of either Mulatto or Dillard, depending on who's healthy. Nate Herbig is going to step into Samalo's spot. You know, he, he got some time last year. I wasn't overly impressed. Of course, Jason Kelsey at center, he's, he's there. He's a stalwart. He's there every game. You've got Dickerson at guard. Hopefully he'll continue to improve and learn. And Lane Johnson, who I thought played really spotty, gave up, you know, a couple of sacks and a couple of holding penalties. And yeah, Lane wasn't playing, good either. When you're playing Kansas City that's in a desperation mode, this is going to be a really tough task for the Eagles. They opened as a, about a seven or seven-and-a-half-point underdog, I think, which is At home. probably probably being kind to them. Yeah, I mean, and Kansas City's defense isn't – they haven't played well this year so far. Even the, even the game they won um, against Cleveland, they gave up some points and some, and some yards. But you know what Steve Spagnuolo is going to do against this Eagle defense. He's going to blitz. Sure. They're going to come after Hurts, and, well, and they're going to key on that on the offensive line weaknesses. And it's going to be it could get ugly in a hurry. Yeah. Well, he he may start out not blitzing because the Eagles may not be able to protect if they only rush four. <laughs> well, that's there you go. We'll, we'll see how that goes. And if they want to blitz and just make it a cakewalk, they they may wind up doing that. Um, you know, it was also nice to see Zach Ertz get back involved. He had four catches, 53 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, we, we talked about Hertz's performance. He was so inconsistent, missing too many open targets. You know, he had two big plays in the game, really, other than the Ertz touchdown, and one was the, the, the pass to Quez Watkins, who does a tremendous job adjusting to the football, coming back and making that grab. Mm-hmm. And then the touchdown to Greg Ward, he basically threw it up in the double coverage, yeah. and Ward, Ward came down with it. So those were his two best plays. But I, I will say this about Hurts. I do like the way he handled himself in the press conference, accepting responsibility, putting all the blame on himself. If you remember Carson yeah. Wentz last year, was a little bit of an excuse maker. You know, 
he, he did take some responsibility, but Hurts is way up because, listen, this one's on me. i got to play better, and he does. If the Eagles are going to win, Jalen Hurts has to be a better quarterback. Listen, now, you're right. I'm glad you brought that up. I covered the team a long time. I covered, you know, every quarterback from 85. I mean, Randall, McNabb, um, Wentz's rookie year, um, guys in between, the, the Rodney Peets and Sam Bradford and all those. That was the most – Put it on me. I mean, Andy used to say it all the time. It's my fault. I got to, you know, but we yeah. just kind of blew that off. But um, most, I mean, Donovan, who I who I admire more than most, he he would always he would say it's on me, but he would kind of let you know, hey, the line didn't play that great, or, or my receiver. <laughs> I mean, you know, he would let you know what he really thought. He you know he'd yeah. say, but no, hurts. Boom. I mean, that, that was that was again. You hope he doesn't have to say this too often, but but no, I gave him a lot of credit. Um, for taking the blame. I mean, the writers were giving them out. Like they were saying, well, the play calling really didn't help you. No, hey, this isn't about the play calling. This is about me. I mean, he could have gone along and said, yeah, we need to run the ball more or something. He could have, no, he was, this is on me. Me, 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 me. And that was, I was like, wow, okay. You know what? That that sort of attitude will get your respect in the locker room, in the huddle, with your coaches, with your teammates. I do. I mean, listen, he, he's a he's a character quality guy. There's no question about it. Whether he can play quarterback at at, at top level in this league remains to be seen. But he he's going to get the year. You know, he's going to get the oh, year to prove himself. Get the year, right? Yeah. And when, and you know, uh, the Eagles, if things work out uh, the way they should, uh, they're going to have a bunch of draft picks, and they can package him and move up if there's a a quarterback they have their eye on in the draft. But anyway, there's Deshaun Sean Watson like everybody's talking about. Who wants to? You want to go to uh, that? I don't. Me personally, not as yeah. I would go near it, but the rumors yeah. won't go away. No. Well, normally when there's rumors uh, like that, there's somebody's planning them, whether it's the, the agent or the team or somebody is, is, is testing the waters. Well, it, it, could be, it could be the Texans. Just trying to drive the, you know, if there is, yeah. everyone knows my, my, Miami's involved with them. I mean, every, that's not even a secret. My, Miami kind of been, it's kind of been known that Miami actually made an offer, just wasn't good enough. Yeah. So if you're the Texans and Miami's the only team, well, you want Miami, you want somebody to think there's another team, so Miami does raise their offer, right? I mean, that's just common sense. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't shock me if the Texans were putting the Eagles out, you know, someone in a Texas organization. Wasn't leaking. Oh yeah, the Eagles are real involved too, just to get Miami. You know, I mean, teams do that all. The teams do that all all the time. It's a weird situation. He's healthy. He's on the active roster, but they they it's still weird. Don't, they let him. Play. The whole thing's weird. The whole the whole situation. I, I don't want to get into that, but um, but Jalen Hurts. I mean, yes, he has. To, you have to give him seventeen games this year. You know, hopefully he stays healthy for all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to see what you have. I mean, we don't – he was bad Monday night, but that doesn't mean he won't go out and play well this week. Um, you know, it's – it's you have to play him. You have to play him, and then at the end of the year, evaluate what you have and, you know, is it is it him or is it what's around him? And, but my only thing is I don't know if I trust the people doing the evaluating. So I got to tell you, I'm sitting here looking at the Eagles' schedule coming up, and <laughs> don't look. If you want to get, if you want to get depressed, let's go through it line by line. Kansas City. I'm assuming that we both think that's an Eagles loss. No, they have no. Okay. I, one, one to a hundred, they have like one or two okay. percent chance. And what about at Carolina? 
was really good this year. But they got a break there. McCaffrey probably they, they said he's going to be out at least a couple. He's not playing this week against the Cowboys. He probably I doubt him. It's at least two weeks. I mean, he, he's I don't think he'll be he'll be playing that night. Or that, so give that, me that, give me a percentage chance of the Eagles. Carolina. Carolina. I'm going to say that's a that's sixty forty. Sixty forty against Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. Right. Yeah, I mean, okay, well, that's, that's reasonable. I was thinking there might be a 33% chance. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't see – I okay. see Carolina a lot. They're good. They, you know, he's mm-hmm. – I talk about good coaches. That guy's a coach. By the he's way, like, Mark's, ru- Mark's rubbing it in again that he lives in uh, Carolina. Carolina. <laughs> well, that's North Carolina and South. But, yeah. but as the Panthers tell us, it's one team, two states. Yeah. That's, what, that's what they tell us. I don't know. But uh, anyway. Okay. Um, All right. Okay, so they got, they got a chance there. Um, yeah, absolutely. Without McCaffrey, they got a decent chance. What about uh, Tampa Bay? The oh, no. They got, they got no chance. How about, at, how about at the Las Vegas Raiders? The following now, see, that's – I want to see the Raiders the next couple of weeks. Are they for real or is this just – or have they just been lucky? Well, no, I think they're better. I think they're better than lucky. I think they're better than okay. most people thought they were going to. Oh be. yeah, I didn't. I thought yeah. they were at best a 500 team. Or not? I mean, I would, I would say, yeah, I would say the Eagles have a, again a 25 to 30 percent chance of winning that game. Uh, okay. They're at Detroit, which is a winnable game. I mean, the Eagles. Yeah. You know, Detroit may be the worst team in the league, although they almost beat Baltimore on Sunday. That's, Anything can happen in pro football, they're which better. is amazing. They are getting Detroit. better in. I think and Campbell, their head coach, is a beast. I mean, this guy is he's out of his I like him. Him I like. Now, he's a little nutty, but, but I like him. And he has a pretty good assistant coach, Deuce Daly, who might know a little bit about the Eagles. Exactly. How about the Los Angeles Chargers? So They're not beating pretty them. Good, no, no, no. Pretty good team. That's a very good team. I like okay, that. Okay, well, how about this? How about at Denver, the following week? Again, I don't know how good that is. See, it's on the road. If Denver was in Philly, yes. I'd give them a, a not, better chance. It's not. Yeah. Mark, I know. They're not, not going to be Denver at Denver. Come on. What Denver's about the Warriors? Denver's yeah. playing, you know. But look who yeah, they beat. They, they haven't played anybody. Yeah, and that's not, that's Jackson, not their fault. It's not their no. fault. They play who they play. But it just so happened they opened with three really bad teams. Well, the biggest no. thing with Denver this year, and they they have they've always had a good defense under Vic Fangio, who by the way was a Stars uh, assistant coach back in the day. I know oh, it pretty well, but okay. um, the Teddy Bridgewater's made a big difference. With that yeah, team. they actually Teddy Bridgewater's a winner. He really is. He just I've always he, liked him. I've never quite you know, he, had, he had that serious terrible, injury. Terrible. People gave up gave up on him, but. That kid's a quality quarterback. He could he could start. I like anytime he wanted. And then and then you and then you come up with New Orleans the week after that. I mean, New Orleans pretty good football team. So you're looking at maybe one or two wins in the next seven or eight games, which you know the the fans are going to get a little bit restless with with that. But then then they have a you know they're at the Giants. You got Giants. You got the Washingtons and all that kind of stuff. So but by then who knows, right? Who knows what? What's going on? If you're one, let's say they don't win any of them. Yeah. And they're one and not. I mean, some of these veterans are going to start saying, uh, you know, you know how guys got to hate them. I'm not going to name names, but guys are going to say, hell with this. <laughs> We're one and nine, and this, and this guy's wearing t shirts and talking about dogs, and they're going to give up on this guy in a hurry, I'm telling you. I know, I've been around, I didn't play the game, you played the game, but I've been around it enough to know when players turn on. You know, Harry High School stuff. Well, I will. I will say this: that that winning does uh, is oh, a yeah. great is a great healing balm. Okay, and losing mm-hmm. is like pouring salt in the wound, and people get a little cranky. 
and they say some things that they probably shouldn't say because because losing is not fun. You're in the NFL. You're paid to win games. Right? They have to win a couple of. They got to upset somebody. They do. They do need to win one of those. Games. I don't know what Carolina. They need to be, you know, certainly Carolina. They need to beat the New Orleans or somebody just to you know to, to keep the fans at bay. But uh, I will be at the game. As a matter of fact, uh, going uh, going to be sitting in a luxury box nice. for the Kansas City Chiefs Eagles game this week. So I'll be able to give you a luxury box. Huh? A, 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 I know I'm, listen, I, I, I'm not very successful, but I know successful people. <laughs> That's even better, right? That's they, they, they invite me to, to see the good stuff. But, <laughs> hey, hey, Mark, the, uh, the 20 minutes went pretty quick. Um, yes. Hopefully we'll have some better news for Eagles Ooh. fans. Maybe not next week, but in the <laughs> near future. But I do uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to the Bird Brains, and we'll have a full report for you next week. Have a good week, everybody. Take care, and go Eagles.